I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. Radio. Hey, it's the not the midweek. No, it's the not the weekend. But it hasn't started as well as I hoped. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> but what does in life? And it's not how you start; it's how you finish. That's that's the old. Um, I'll drink to that. The whole song. So um, yes, welcome to the not the weekend podcast. I'm Frank Skinner, and I'm here um, under the auspices of Absolute Radio. And I'm with Emily and Gareth. Hi, Frank. Hello, Frank. Hello. And uh, I like that. It's, it's like we haven't met for a while. <laughs> um, and uh, we've just had a very interesting conversation with the uh, producer, mm. Emma, who has pockets in her cardigan, which I can see no point in. They're too shallow for any practical purpose. Mm. I was suggesting maybe a tissue, but I like it. When a lady goes for a tissue up the sleeve. Oh, oh yes. You don't see that so often. It's a no. sort of librarian thing. Laura does that, and I think it's thoroughly disgusting. Mm. Mm. Snotty stuff up your sleeve. Yeah, but it's that's a nice all right. place to keep it. It's always nice to have something snotty up your sleeve. <laughs> Emily's <laughs> built a whole vocabulary on it. <laughs> no, I think it's a good thing. Sometimes I, my tissues get so snotty, I can wear it with a T-shirt. Doesn't work for me. I, I just favour stick it a bat to the forearm. <laughs> I favour a bat wing a lot of the time, so it's not going to work for me. You favour a bat wing? I'm talking mm. about snacks. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should say what? that. A friend of mine, um, she collected uh, stuffed animals, and her friend bought her um, a bat, um, a framed stuffed bat, mm. um, on, on eBay, and it arrived broken wasn't Aww. properly packed and they left it on the table and the cat hit it no cat went missing for two oh, days no. they found it upside down in a, <laughs> in a local rock crevice no they didn't it was all right but it, it did disappear for two days imagine eating really? that bat could have been 50 years old wow mm. the bat cat ate the bat yeah i should apologize i mean emily would never eat a bat because it's not white no not i'm right still color. on the white diet still on the white diet mm. <laughs> I um I got my hair cut this week. At, um, as you know, I go to uh, what I call a seven quid barber. Boy, did did I have a shock? Why? It's gone up to nine quid. Oh, oh Frank. That's an outrage. Well, don't worry. You could never tell by looking at it. <laughs> no, exactly. I don't think it looks two quid better. No. Uh, it, it, it was. Um, it, they have a big sign outside the seven quid, and they just. Um, They'd look like they'd put a sheet of A4 they'd, they'd, with a big nine on it and just put it over the seven. So there was a the vague shadow of um, happier times when it was only seven showing through, which I thought was a mistake. Yeah. And apparently it hasn't gone down that well with the... Uh... Is it still your same barber? Was it an Australian that you used to have? Well, they have a... There's different people. Uh... Oh, there's no loyalty. Where I you think mean? the way to travel the world now, whereas it used to be to work in restaurants, now you just carry a pair of scissors yeah. and it's have, you know, have scissors, will travel. Don't you want the same person, though, doing your hair? Well, there is a nice lady I, um, I do have when I'm in there, um, an Australian lady, but um, she, wasn't, she wasn't in there. I think it's holidays at the moment. I don't know whether she'd stormed out with the nine quid. <laughs> Um, on some sort of socialist stance. But I had a, a lady, I'd say I was 35 years my junior. Right. 
And that's diff- it's I mean, from a conversation point of view, it's it's tricky because my only hope when I'm having my hair cut by someone mm. that much younger than me is that the nation is in the midst of a major reality series. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, I fell in the terrible gap between Dancing on Ice and Britain's Got Talent. So I had oh. nothing nothing to discuss. And she did that thing where she said, uh, how, was, how was your weekend? And I said, um, I don't remember, actually. I honestly didn't remember, but through dementia, not through living it <laughs> on. And she went, oh, yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. And there was a second when I went, yeah, right. And I thought, oh, God, I'm joining oh. in with a terrible lie and pretending <laughs> I'm... He lied. And I thought, do I want to pretend I'm a party animal? Because she'll think, oh, it's some tragic, tragic middle-aged man who goes out and, you know... Carouses. Has a couple of light ales, maybe a barley wine. <laughs> And then it's so that was that was awkward, and I, so I was I was at that situation which we've talked about on the show, yeah, where I didn't really know um, what to discuss. So I so I thought, well, I'll talk about the two pound rise, <laughs> and there was it, the whole place went tense. Oh, I'm not surprised. I think there'd been a few altercations in there. How did people. you raise it? I said um, I said so the two pound rise. I said that strikes me. As a built-in tip, if you make a nine quid a haircut, everyone's going to say, oh, well, there's ten quid. Keep the change, yeah. aren't they? Everyone. Yeah. And she said, no, no, a lot of people have made a big point of getting the pound back yeah. as a protest oh, against... I don't like the sound of... The protest? <laughs> yeah, about it going up to nine quid. Protest over a nine-pound haircut? Oh, it has mm. caused, it's caused quite a lot of problems in there. Yeah. And uh, I, I always tip three quid, you see, in the old days. Oh, really? Oh, wow, that's so generous. I, so has your attitude changed as a result of the £2 raise? Nothing's changed for me. I still give them a tenner. Oh. I pay exactly the same and they get £2 less. Oh. Eh? You do the math. <laughs> I say you do the math. I'm just cringing. OK. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't tip at the hairdressers. I just let them keep the hair. I think that's all right. Mm. My hair? Yeah. If they were, you I know. could take it with me if I wanted. Could you but do I that? Well, if I, I go, I'd have to have some sort of receptacle and well, yeah. device. But I'm on about if you said, actually, can I take, do you mind if I take my hair with me? I've never heard anyone do that. How interesting. Mm. <laughs> I, doesn't it mix with other hair on the ground, though? It's like when people go for ashes of a yeah. dead relative. It's not, it's not. You, you get know. some lovely highlights that way, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I might try just to see how it happens. But it did remind me of the. Um, Oh, awkward silences. Yeah, the whole awkward silences yeah, we thing. We were talking about that. Oh, we had some good. Um, we had some good emails about awkward silences. We, we, what we're asking through is, is tips on how to fill those, yes. those moments. For examples of people. Um, from this is from Ian. He said, "My dad and I often have awkward silences, which he feels he needs to fill. His best after several painful seconds was so. Um, do you eat a lot of bread, Ian?" <laughs> <laughs> Good question. You see, I might, you, even though that includes Ian, I might start using it with the Ian in. It's <laughs> such a good gap. Oh, filler. I love it. Do you think Britain's fattest man, BFM, as we call him on this yeah. show, do you think his dad uses that as a conversation? <laughs> <laughs> but with the sort of a, just like a bracket, sort of dotted line where bread is, so he could insert yeah. any food yeah, stuff. It's a list. Yeah, so I you eat a lot of offal. <laughs> Dave, what was his name, BFM? <laughs> BFM was... Um, I imagine he calls him BFM, doesn't he? Oh, I can't remember his name. No. Yeah, do you eat a lot of um, jelly tots, BFM? <laughs> he, ate, he ate a lot of crisps. He did eat a lot of crisps. 40 packets a day, don't you remember? 
40. 40. If yeah. I was going to eat 40 packets of crisps wow. a day, I'd, I'd just form a big line at <laughs> the garden path of them, and then, I'd, uh, and then I'd go down on all fours, getting steadily, steadily closer to the house on a sort of a follow the yellow crisp road. be brilliant. Well, that's a good one, though. No. What is it again? Do you, so do you eat a lot of bread? So do you eat a lot of bread? We've got another one, actually. This is from Lenny in Mauritius. I didn't know we had friends in Mauritius. I like that. I once did a school project about Mar- Mar- Mauritius. I live in Mauritius. This isn't me. This is Lenny. No, I, 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 <laughs> gu- I guessed you were reading. There's a slight difference in your intonation. I live in Mauritius. I'm a scouser, though. Sorry, I live in Mauritius. I'm a scouser, though. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> My scout accent's very good. My Akora... Is is without equal. You're all right with an Akora, but I, that one didn't. It just sounded, <laughs> went too, it sounded too pretty. Akora, <laughs> uh, too orangey for crows. I live in Mauritius. I'm a scouser, though, and pick up the podcast to cheer up my route into work. Very amused to hear you chat about the Bermuda Triangle as a last resort conversation to break an awkward silence. A relative of mine was being given a lift home after decorating a friend of a friend's house. He's not got much in his conversation armoury and probably felt intimidated by being in the presence of a high-powered banker. After about two difficult miles, he came out with, you know the engine, nodding in the general direction of the bonnet, That's helpful. is just a series of mini explosions. Not another word was uttered in the remaining <laughs> ten minutes. I like the somewhat poetic mm. about <laughs> a series of mini explosions. Yeah. I love I mean, I think dr- filling the gaps in a... Well, in a driving situation, oh yeah, it's even uh, because I, mm. I, I'm occasionally on a good day driven by strangers. Mm. You know, someone gets a car for me, and that's always that sounds like from the village, driven by strangers from the village. <laughs> yes, how... driven out of town like a dog. But it was uh, I. Um, it's what I call dr- 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 drive talking, and you have to come up with yes. Some, I um, I used to have a set line. I used. I tried it four times. It never got a laugh. So I stopped. Mm. I always said, oh, I got rid of my rear view mirror two years ago. You know, I've never looked back. <laughs> and nothing. Oh, we're, we're wow. all right in yeah. here. Yeah. Never got a laugh from a driver, <laughs> ever, on that. So I gave that up. And what, uh, no response? Just. Just. N- nothing. Well, not sort of as if I was making conversation. They just thought you were irresponsible. And it was a true story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they thought you were very irresponsible. Anyway, so I, I lost faith in that. I was once talking to... Uh, he was an American, actually, driving a minicab in London. And I said to him, you know, I was desperate, and I said, so you've, you know, you know, you're way well around, considering you're not from the country. <laughs> it was one of the few legitimate times I thought I could say that to a minicab driver without sounding slightly racist, because he was American. And he said to me, oh, yeah, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> and we left it at that. <laughs> it's that, and the, you know that moment when you leave it, it hangs in the air. You can hear the word going, Gemini, Gemini, Gemini. <laughs> In, in your head. Very difficult. A friend of mine's mother, when they were having a Sunday lunch with they had guests around and it was really quiet, you know that horrible moment when you don't know people that well and they're friends around and then it's really quiet, she used to go, well, food must be good. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. I'm going to use that one when there's no food. <laughs> it's very sort yeah. of pointed. Very pointed. It's awkward. Oh. if you go, no, no, it's not that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um... Have you seen, um, it was in the paper this week, about um, mid midlife mirror angst syndrome. Oh. And this is... Um, they should have come up with something better. They should have come yeah. up with something that makes a, a... Is it a palindrome when you put it yes. together? Yeah. Well, this says ma- Acronym. Mass. Acronym. Mass. Mass is that good, though. I don't know. I suppose if she get it. M-M-A. Yeah. Mass. 
Yeah. yeah. What is it? So this is um, middle-aged women, mm. so p- women in their 40s and 50s, who are Just de- women. depressed with their image. It seems so. Mm-hmm. I imagine it will spread to men before oh, too long. Yeah. This is how these things go. Mm. With the skinniness This thing is how these things go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with, with the pressure to um, keep skinny, it started with women and then spread to men. Mm. That's how that happened. That hasn't bothered you two. <laughs> I don't know. I, Ma- oh. The Mahatma Gandhi was years ahead of the, <laughs> of the whole diet industry thing. <laughs> so what bar, happens? Bar poo, I call it. <laughs> so they um, they get they basically get depressed with what they look like. Um, oh. Middle-aged women dislike what they see in the mirror four times more than teenage girls. Wow, that's apparently a, that's an interesting. Uh, <laughs> I I can't relate to that at all. (laughs) Looking in the mirror is my favourite thing. (laughs) Really? I cannot get enough of it. Yeah. And it makes you happy. It makes me happy. That's, yeah. Warm woolen mittens? More than that. But you know. My reaction to seeing myself in the mirror um, varies wildly. Sometimes I think, wow, I'm a beautiful person. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes... Physically beautiful or on the inside? (laughs) Physically beautiful, yeah. Okay. That's how I use the mirror. I'm just trying to get a handle (laughs) on it. That's not the mirror. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes I see the handles on it. Do you genuinely look in the mirror and and feel really happy with what you see? Um, I would say it's I would say it's perfectly even. Sometimes I'm appalled by what I see. And sometimes (laughs) I think it's brilliant. It's very odd. From brilliant to appalled? Wow. Wow. Very odd. Is this through a, a series? Do you wear a lot of different makeup and <laughs> makeover faces before you look? How can you differ that much? Is, is it more know. to do with your mood than your appearance? Maybe it's all about myself. Yeah, he, sat, he has mood swings. I do oh. have mood swings. Mm. But don't you get that? I mean, we all get this thing. When you look in the mirror and you think, thank God I'm a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> No, we okay. discussed that during the show that me and Emily... No, we don't... How come we're not celebrities? That's yeah. what we want to Wouldn't that no. be the worst piece of observational comedy <laughs> you could do? You know, you look in the mirror and think, thank God I'm a celebrity. Oh, hello. Do you genuinely think Just that? Frank, I have thought I think you past. do. I have thought, you Because know. you have been able to date... Don't take this the wrong way. Oh, hell, take it the wrong way. You have been able to date... Like, Cathy's very beautiful. Mm. I'm not saying you're not. No, no, I understand. I, I, I absolutely. It's, it's opened the door to a whole new arena of women mm. I couldn't have... Uh, and, and many of them do take it the wrong way. <laughs> um, but I, I I sort of accept that. I have looked in the mirror in the past when I was sort of... What what, what, my, what my call filling my boots, having realised this. That, um, yeah, you know, suddenly it, 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 there was a whole new catchment area. Mm. So I have consoled myself. But I... I I don't think I've... It's been a long time since I've looked in the mirror and thought, oh, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a long time since anyone looked at any of us and thought that. I'll tell, you what the, I'll tell you what the problem is with me. I don't know if you've noticed this. I'm guessing you've all noticed Go it on. and I've brought it up. But I, I, when I watch myself on um, television, which is mm. a, sort of looking in the mirror, mm. and um, I, I'm doing a... I hate to bring this up, but I'm doing a TV series at the moment, um, what I call my other job. Frank Skinner's opinionated, yeah, so but we're not quite, allowed to talk about it. No, and it's, it's, quite, it's quite tiring, and I think you can see it in my face on screen. Really? I tell you what I've noticed is that one of my eyes is distinctly larger than the other. That's what's happened. Is That's that what... what yeah, I can't see that. You can't, maybe you can't see it now, or are you being nice, but on telly I can't. I remember reading sort of about... Like Patrick um, Moore, a Patrick Moore look. No, he wore a monocle. That was, oh. a, that was an optical <laughs> illusion. All oh, right. 
But um, when Abraham Lincoln was uh, seeking uh, the party leadership oh, election, yeah. I, I read a book about this, and one of the people who stood against him, they said he had the same problem, and they said it, it did look as if two different men stared <laughs> out at the world. And that's what's happened. I noticed, I'm wow. telling you, there's two quite different eyes. And I, I don't like that. Oh, I haven't all. noticed that at all. Frank. Tell me, it's, it, I'm, honestly, it's it, it's real. And uh, I tell you what, if I had one of those, you know those comedy outfits you used to be get, which is like split in two halves, and you turn one way and you're a man, and the other way you're a lady. <laughs> I could do that now better than anyone's ever done it. So I've even got a different eye, yeah, for each side. So that, that's what I might go with. Um, if I was in a lift with Tom York from Radiohead, he'd yeah. be absolutely convinced I was taking the Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I went, fourth floor, please. <laughs> I, he'd, he'd probably take it quite badly. Mm. <laughs> adult, um, adult behaviour psychologist Susan Quilliam. Sorry, can I say Sorry, I think yes. Tom York should, should host The Weakest Link. Why? The whole show would be one long wink. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Right. Um, adult behaviour psychologist Susan they could, they Quilliam. They could shorten it. They could shorten know, it from the weakest does. link. Take the, take the letters oh. out the middle yeah. and just call it the wink. <gasps> wink. <laughs> A girl at Laura's school thought it was called the winky slink. The winky slink? Yes. She thought Anne she Robinson went. Yes, the girl. Oh. Yeah, she said, you are the winky slink. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the I winky like the winky slink. Yeah. Much nicer. Sorry, I interrupted um, you. Yes, guys. um... Something else that should be shorted is adult behaviour psychologist Susan Quillian. Quilliam says um, there's no psychological underpinning for this. This is um, midlife mirror. There is in my case. (laughs) (laughs) There's no psychological (laughs) underpinning for this. But the fact remains that at midlife, women can feel invisible or at worst, unattractive. Oh, is that worse than invisible? I don't know. It's a strange dichotomy of invisibility and unattractiveness. No, it's better to be invisible, isn't it? It's better to be not noticed. Oh, much better to be invisible, especially if you are unattractive. Yeah, (laughs) is anyone unattractive? There's somebody for everybody. No, there isn't. Do you not think so? I don't think there is. (laughs) You do the math. (laughs) I don't say you do the math. (laughs) I don't think there's somebody for everybody, is there? Well, someone out there will find someone. You've got this whole thing, your threes, which you've discussed with me before, where you say, yes, Frank had this theory that before he was famous, he was a three. Okay. And now he's been elevated somewhat. Let's say, I'd say you were maybe a seven, eight now. Yeah. I think I've gone from relegation zone to might even make Europa League. Not oh, Champions League, yes. mm. but I've I've gone. I'm 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 slightly above mid table, is what I would say. Yeah, I think I've imp- I think I've I was a bit of a mess as a teenager. Some people peak brilliantly in their teens, for instance, Prince William, mm. and then go yes. gradually downhill. Mm. Whereas I think, if anything, I'm improving. Do you? So really? I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> you sense you sense I'm some so disagreement surprised. in the surprise, <laughs> but no. Um, like so, that's good for me. Is that because I was like so? Sometimes I feel good about it. What do you mean, looks wise? I feel look. I still look like how I. Do. We're still talking looks wise. Yeah, oh, I thought you were talking about wise. you as a whole, as a man. It oh, can't no, possibly. No, that. that's getting much worse. He's been dropping like a stone, <laughs> even in the time I've known him. It's like a man who stepped into a spiritual lift shaft. It is. So this is from Ben. From, I think it must have cut, got cut off where he's from. It just oh, says okay. Ben from. I'm oh, not from. Oh, okay. Um, 
Frank, do you remember our pedestrian race last week? You whizzed past me, and despite my efforts, I just couldn't keep up. <laughs> this, this is someone is, I've actually yeah. combated with. Wow. Brilliant. I knew that, that was going to happen eventually, wasn't it? Hmm. I therefore turned onto another street to look like I was just going another way. <laughs> so defeated, Frank. Well, how would I have known? Because presumably yeah. he was behind me at that yeah. stage. Well, don't rub it in. <laughs> yeah, OK. <laughs> no, I, I insist. <laughs> <laughs> I continued in the wrong way in fear that you would look back if I went back um, onto the street where we raced. And to try and convince myself I hadn't lost. This caused me to get lost, and whilst trying to figure out where I was, I was on my iPhone, I got mugged. Oh, God, and oh, somehow it's my fault. No. That's just one of, the, one of the dangers of pedestrian racing. Well, not normally. Normally no. you're shoulder to shoulder with, uh, you know. But if he's going to go down a side street... Mm. But is he all right? Was he, does he, does he well, say it anymore? doesn't say. Does well, the letter trail off at the well, end? Well, it does. Yeah, it says it Ben does. from, and then nothing. Oh, <laughs> So no. maybe he was doing it on his iPhone as... And ben, then the guy ben, snatched it away. From Ward 32. He says... Um, but oh, have you got it? You've no, got I haven't. No. Uh, he's not really in a hospital ward. <laughs> no. I hope no, he's not, anyway. I hope he's all right. Yeah, I do as well. I so. like that he took on the master, though. Oh, lovely. I'm glad I won, though. I don't want anyone... Uh... Well, no. I always win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm brisk. Um... Gareth, who's this strange 19th century murderer that you're a, bit, a little yes, bit obsessed by? I do, I do like this story. It's, it's, a, it's a tragic story, and, um, but I think there's something for us all to learn. Mm-hmm. It's about a teenager called John Horwood, who was 17 years old. Oh, okay. this, oh yeah, John Horwood. And um, he spotted a former sweetheart strolling with, with a new bow. Yeah. Uh, She's into archery. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Best keep your distance. <laughs> yeah. Well, if only she had had a bow and arrow. Um, maybe what comes next would never have happened. No, she was with another man. Yeah. Huh? And um, he picked up a pebble oh. and threw it at her. John Horwood did. John Horwood did. He threw it at Eliza Balsam. What's her name? Well, let's not name names. <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> um, in 1821. 1821. Oh, yeah. well, name names. So I think it's okay. You know, it happened quite a long time ago. And um, he was, um, he hit her right um, temple and she tumbled into a brook. She fell Blimey. into a stream. But she was okay, really. Like, um, it, it did break the skin. There was some blood, but she got sorted out. It doesn't yeah, make it right, Gareth. Gareth, no, can right. I just say, when they say he threw a pebble, <laughs> yeah. I think it might have been more in the Boulder family. Do you think? Mm. I don't know, because she was, she, it wasn't too bad. How do you know you weren't there in <laughs> 1821? I mean, did they have uh, pebbles in 1821? I don't know if um, exactly if uh, geology had got that far. I think they were still at the Boulder level. <laughs> <laughs> there was no sand until the 1880s. Um, and so he threw the pebble and then um, she got just treated at home. But then they say it got infected and oh. she was treated by a doctor. And um, he drilled a hole in her head. This doctor what, Smith. Just for a laugh. Yeah, oh. what is it called? It was called... Well, um, for a candle, so she can see her way home. <laughs> they used to do it for everything, didn't they, in the olden days? Tr- tr- trepanning, isn't it? Is it? Yes. Yeah, tre- yeah. Trepanning. Very good, you know, Frank. You say it? Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to relieve the, the pressure on the brain. Mm. And she died from okay. the operation. Oh, break it to us gently, why don't you? <laughs> she died. Let's face it, she'd be dead anyway by now. <laughs> it's, it's, hard, it's hard to mourn, given the, the time scale. I can't mourn for her. And, um, but, I'm not going to pretend I can. <laughs> to hell with her. Well, not literally to hell with her, hopefully. Oh, I don't know. I oh, better die and go, you know, not where, to lie no. in cold obstruction and to rot. 
Um, but he was hanged. John was hanged for murder. Fair enough. He threw a pebble at her. She fell oh, in a... Uh, in a brook. In order to get the water out of her, they had to put a drill in her head. She <laughs> died. That's, he where was the new boyfriend? For the want of a nail, the horse was lost, etc., etc. Where was uh, the new boyfriend and all boyfriend? this was kicking yeah, off? Yeah, exactly. I don't think he's we've oh, No, yeah, he's gone. Should have stayed with John. I imagine she fished him, he fished her out the brook. So why is he getting publicity at the moment, then? Well, he's got reburied. Oh. What happened? That's um, a nice story. Is, is there's, there's a conspiracy. <laughs> there's a conspiracy. He's got about... reburied. Well, he's Horrible got buried for the first story. Time. <laughs> he was never happy in that. Family. A murderer's got reburied. Can I say I can really empathise with this story because when I was a small child, the next door neighbour's um, daughter was climbing on the fence between our gardens. Mm. And I told her to get down and she didn't. And I threw quite a big brick, what we used to call an half ender, wow. at her and hit her in the head. And uh, she just blood went everywhere. You're joking. That's absolutely true. And 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 I have, I have often thought that oh, it would have changed my life if I if I'd have killed her. What like what happened? Was she okay? I mean, imagine the headlines: uh, three Sony nominations for infanticidal <laughs> DJ. It would have, it would have took the. I think it wouldn't. You couldn't be a, a a comic, could you? If you'd if you'd killed another child in the past. I don't know. I don't know if that's a rule. Where's Mary Bell's stand-up career? Nowhere. <laughs> Google it. Yeah, so uh, it could, that's true, though. It could have, that could have happened oh, just no, for one true. rash moment. So I've got a bit of sympathy with, with the Horwood. Yes. No, so, it's a tragic story. But there's also the conspiracy theory is, is that the doctor used to do um, experiments on bodies. So they oh. reckon the, body, the doctor just wanted a body. Well, he, how desperate was he? He dissected John Horwood wrote a book about his findings, and then bound it with John's own flesh. Oh. They bound it in John Hallwood's skin. It was brilliant when it the 19th century. They got <laughs> class. You know, if somebody did <laughs> that now, there'd be some idiot <laughs> suggesting, hey, what about, the, uh, what about a lewd novelty bookmark? <laughs> and then they'd have had his genitals flattened out into something. Well, no. Cla- that, is that book still exists? I'd like, I'd like to handle the, uh, the Hallwood Hyde novel. <laughs> Would you know? Yeah. yeah, no, there is, a, there is, a, there is, a, there is a picture. So it's um, he's been laid to rest, and it's good news. Oh, well, that's nice. He was in a cupboard, wasn't he? Because that's what's threw yeah. me on this story. Yeah, mm. I, they had cupboard in the headline. Sorry, I'm eating a banana. <laughs> they had cupboard in the headline, and I thought it was one of those fabulous stories you get now and again about the person who's been brought up in a cupboard. <laughs> you know, those occasionally, obviously they're tragic, oh. but still fascinating. Yeah, there were some of there were some people like that at Laura's school who were brought up in a cupboard or the, or the attic. It's very pale. Really? Mm. Well, what are they doing at oh. school? The idea is they're not let out. You don't go back to the cupboard. Well, I think the happy ending of the brought up in a cupboard story is that they get out, let out of the cupboard at some point oh, to I tell see. their tale. Well, yeah, to that's be fair. Tough. What do you mean they were brought up in an attic? They just happened to their bedroom is in a loft conversion. Like, <laughs> that could be it. it. Means that he's talking about <laughs> no, imprisonment. Is what he's it's about. Quite you know when you get those like, the boy in a cupboard story, it's always like his best friend was a vacuum cleaner. Oh, <laughs> like Peter the Wild, so yeah, he uh, lived, Henry the Hoover. No, Peter the Wild had free reign. <laughs> he lived only on keyhole-shaped food. <laughs> All that. It's a, it's, it's a strange tale. He wrote a nice poem, though, um, John Horwood. Did he? Um, Lord, thou knowest that I did not mean to take her life, but merely punish her, though I confess that I had made up my mind sometime or other to murder her. Rubbish. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> he deserved a hole in the head. <laughs> He's rhymed her with it her. It doesn't really rhyme very well. Not scan very well. Crap. You should. Uh... I've, re- I've written much better poetry. 
You were? Yeah. Well, it wasn't really a poet. When I was young, I swear I wrote this when I was about three or four. Mm. Three or four? You could write? No, I must have been older, sorry. Uh, and I said it aloud. It was a poet. I used to say it all the time. It went, I've got hundreds of money. Honestly, this is what it was. I've got hundreds of money. Yeah. Okay. I don't care what I do. I don't care what I say. I don't care what I do. And by God, you lived, <laughs> you lived by that the rest of it. You're, that's very, very interesting. Of course, my, my dad always claimed that he wrote Winter Wonderland and he said um, some big American songwriter must have been knocking around in a small pit village in Durham, heard him singing it and stole the whole idea. Wow. I was never convinced, I'll be honest with you. But that is so... That is and then I did insight. it, to, I put it to music. Mm. And it was even better. How did it go? It went, I've got hundreds of money. I don't care what I do. I don't care what I say. I don't care what I do. That was it. It's good. Mm. Jimmy Carr asked if he could use that. I said no. Use it at what? I don't know. He liked the song. He thought he could use it. I've heard it's going to be played at Chris Evans' funeral. (laughs) (laughs) This is Frank Skinner on Absolute. 